Hey everyone, welcome back to Flightcast. This is the Infinite Flight Est podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jason Rosewell, and with me as usual in the Flightcast virtual studio is Mr. Skyhawk Heavy Mark Denton. Mark, I feel like it's been like two whole weeks since we did this. You know, I was thinking that earlier, man. It Has it really? It, yeah, it, it's been two weeks, man. It's been over two weeks because here we are close to close to Wednesday recording this, and we recorded the other one way early with Ryan Vince. So, yeah, man, it's been yep. a while. Wow. And what is flightist? I mean, <laughs> I appreciate you reading it slow from my perspective for me to understand it, but flightist. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, if I said I'm the Jasonist person on the podcast. You, I, you know what? I can say this, and I, I mean this with all my heart, man. Mm-hmm. You are my favorite podcast host in Canada named Jason, and I mean that. I mean that. <laughs> That's like what I tell my kids. My I'm like, son, you are the you're my favorite kid named Aiden in this house. <laughs> yeah, I just tell Matthew all the time that too. You're my favorite son, <laughs> Daddy. I'm your only son. Exactly. That I know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm paying for. Well, and to continue with our intro, uh, our producer doesn't exist, so that's not worth mentioning. I'm uh, wondering where he's... <laughs> Mark, how's your week going so far? Man, listen. <clears throat> I woke up this morning, and I reckon, you know, that put me off to a good start. Yeah, well done. So it's... Uh, well done. Yeah, yeah. So waking up this morning put me off to a good start. But, uh, you know, the week so far being that it's Monday, uh, it's pretty good. It's awesome. going pretty good. So, so. Yeah. You know what? We are uh, lining up some guests for the podcast, and we are just going to take a little bit of a different turn today. And we have nobody here to interview. Uh, and we got lots to talk about. But um, I've had, you know, I've had some comments um from some people just saying, guys, you just, just like, you know, talk. Uh, and often the intro part, um, I've had comments of, of people, you know, that's their favorite part. So we're just going to just do one massive well, especially hour-long last week intro. When I did it, or the, you know, two and a half weeks ago, mm-hmm. when, yeah, you, when you threw that on me, yep. I mean, that, <laughs> that just excelled us right there. I think what they love about it, Mark, if I'm honest, is... They like the contrast between the Canadian, the subtle Canadian accent and the not-so-subtle Southern American accent. So what you're saying is that I've got some kind of a Southern draw? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. you're the one with the accent to me, not me. I don't have one. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, In spite of that, Mark, I love you. I know most people do, mm-hmm. but I reckon I love you too, man. I I appreciate you. I really do. Thanks, boo boo. All right, well, let's continue on here. Uh, what's new in the infinite flight world these days, Mark? Well, uh, let me see. Today, uh, put out a new video uh, tutorial on um, what was it? Flight following. Flight following. So, I haven't watched that yet. How'd it turn out? Yeah. I appreciate your support with that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, you know, I think it turned out really well. There's been a lot of positive feedback uh, from it already. Um, you know, I think it was just something that's needed. It was something that was actually highly requested 
by uh, a lot of people in the community. Um, you know, just want to have a better understanding. And, you know, we, what we have to do, and one of the biggest struggles that I have is, one, doing a tutorial on something specific, but trying to to make it to where it's easily understandable in a in a two to three minute video. Yeah, and you, you took know? you took a lot of heat for your uh, strobe and oh my lord <laughs> landing light man. <laughs> Listen, when I put something out, and 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 I'll say this: if there's something that I don't know, because obviously I'm just a private pilot, you know, I'm not an airline pilot. So if there is something that I don't know, I have a plethora of resources that I can go to and I do utilize those resources. So I want to make sure that when I put information out in these tutorials that I put out the most accurate information as possible. Now, the other challenge is taking real world scenarios or, you know, making it as realistic as possible, but tweaking it to where it's applicable to infinite flight. Right. So, you know, that that's the other challenge. And, and, and that was a challenge with, uh, with flight following. I mean, obviously there's more to flight following and there's different procedures for it, different regulations. And, but for the purposes of infinite flight, that's what I put out today. So, you know, there's been a lot of positive feedback for it. It's just a very simple, easy to understand concept for our purposes within, within the sim. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm, Pumped to watch it, bro. I can tell. Yeah. It was a busy day. I didn't get to watch it today, and you released it this morning, so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, But, uh, you know, it, it went pretty well, and so. Cool. And, you know, we'll we'll see what uh, what happens tomorrow. You know, normally the day after, after the fir first 24 hours is when everything, you know, people put their input in and stuff like that. Yeah. So we'll see tomorrow. Hey, let me ask you this. What, what do you, th when you post, uh, these video tutorials to let's say the infinite flight Facebook page, what do you think is the most common comment that you get? Is it like a 3d buildings comment or, <laughs> I mean, I haven't paid attention to all of them. So what, what would you say that is? Yeah, it's uh 3d buildings. Uh, let's add, uh, uh, well, and of course there's always the infamous, please make free. Uh -huh. And then um, there's a myriad of, of library and airplane requests. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I basically get the entire, uh, the entire server of pictures from Google, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, posted within the comments mm -hmm. and, you know, in a lot lately is, uh, the A350. Well, I'm gonna tell you now, though I'm thankful uh, and, and, and feel privileged that, you know, we had the opportunity to fly the Airbus, the, uh, A320CM. Yeah. I've, I've never hidden the fact that I'm a Boeing guy. Yeah, of course. So <clears throat> telling me, oh, I want the A350. I want the, a that, that is just <laughs> white noise to me. It's rubbing you the wrong way. Well, <laughs> listen, the A350, yeah, it's got pretty windows and, it's it would be really nice to have but i mean i think if at this point if infinite flight or flying development studio and by the way i i actually don't don't fully know i know a little bit i don't know fully what's coming down the pipe but if they were to add the a350 right now 
they'd be ignoring, uh, oh man, so, so many from the beginning of the app, people have wanted, um, what do you call them? Like a tri hole, tri engine, uh, uh, Jet, well, like, you've got the L1011 TriStar, you've got the MD11, right? Exactly, DC10, so, yeah. 727s, and and you know what? And 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 I will say this, man: the A350. I mean, to to yeah, yeah, I'm a Boeing guy, but the A350 is is an awe-inspiring. That's ah, a beautiful I mean, airplane. It's absolutely beautiful, but. Well, and and here's here's my thoughts on that. The you know the A three fifty, you know as far as in looks is is so very similar to the seven eighty seven itself anyway. So to -hmm. put those back to back just to me wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, right. Uh, And and also honestly, um, yes, there are uh, some places that you know we can get information, and 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 you know uh, just with being in the alpha and beta team that you know we very much push for flight physics. I mean, that's what we put a lot of focus on mm-hmm. and there's just not a lot of public concrete information on the 350 yet. All right. So, you know, when we do put something out, we want to make sure that we have as much possible information. Now, is that saying that we'll never have the 350? No, no, it's not, but it, it, it would just be too close right now to do it with, we just, just putting out the 787. Uh, and the two are so similar uh, in a lot of ways, but you know, and and the longer it's out, the more information will become more public, and and we'll be able to get access to that. Yeah. Or some of our resources can get access to that for us. So, uh, you know, people just you know, I understand they want it. We understand at FDS that people want it. So you know, we get it. We hear you. We've heard you. Yes. But and speaking of of you know, we heard you, and uh, and I'm not we, but. I saw a comment today on on Facebook when you did put, make that post at, where someone was saying, "Why are you ignoring us? We want 3D buildings. When is Global coming out? Why another airplane?" Because you 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 made a post. Actually, it wasn't for this video. It was for the uh, C130, uh, which we're going to talk about in a second. But um, you know, first C130 official post on the Infinite Flight Facebook page is there if you haven't seen it yet with a beautiful Coast Guard library. Uh, yes, Mark, we will talk about that in a minute. Just settle down. I know I can't wait. Yeah. So, Um, so the post, the post is there and, and what I think it would be cool for, for people to realize if you're, if you're the person who made that type of post is that yes, global is being worked on, but keep in mind that global is such a massive, massive project that if, if we, if they stop development on everything else and just focused on global, there wouldn't be an update for a very long time. So you you oh, wouldn't absolutely. have, you know, you wouldn't have the, the C-130 coming out. Uh, what was the last one? The 787 Dreamliner? We wouldn't have the Dreamliner. Yep. Um, you know, there'd be, people would be cranky. So, you know, keep in mind, there are devs working on global. And then there's someone like Laura who might be, you know, focusing more on uh, the new airplanes and so on. So, just something to maybe keep in mind as you're complaining on Facebook or complaining on the forum. Um, what I love, though, Mark, having said all of that, is the passion and the interest. You know, people will even go be on the forum or Facebook going, oh, this isn't even the best flight sim. And I'm going, well, what are you doing on their Facebook page and on the for- on the forum all the time, if it's not the best, or yeah. at least you don't even have you don't have some sort of interest in it. 
but you know, to each their own. I think that uh, it just speaks more volume for uh, people who are just you know they're craving um, more, which is awesome. And I get that, man, and 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 we do too, and and we understand that you know it's the community that has allowed us to become the flight sim that we are. And we're yeah. very, very thankful, very grateful for the support of everyone. And, you know, 3D buildings, yeah, I get that. That would be cool. But what people have to understand is, <clears throat> you know, we're we're infinite flight. So, you know, we, we put our focus on flying and, and the physics of the aircraft. And, and, and you've got to admit, for... For a mobile device, a mobile platform, you know, we have some of the best rendering uh, in aircraft and, 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 in my opinion, as well as several others, um, the best physics. And 3D buildings are cool, but, you know, like today... They don't do anything, though. They just sit there. They just, they just sit there. But, you know, for me, when after a flight, you know, normally when we fly, it's what, 30, 40, 45 minutes, something like yeah. that. But... Yep. Um, First of all, I hate a long taxi. So, you know, I'll, I'll spawn in. And if I'm so far away from the run, the, the uh, active runway, I'll just keep respawning till I find the one closer. Yeah. Um, but after I land, like today, uh, Tyler and I flew into Tampa. And as soon as I exited the runway, man, you know what? I just logged out. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I have no desire for me to taxi to a terminal and and sit there and park and you know it's it's on a mobile device it, it's so much more difficult than on a pc platform you know we we have because we do track um what a lot of our our community members um use as far as what type of devices and if we just started bombarding the system with with all these 3d buildings that that takes up so much memory um and we have a lot of devices that have 16 gig, um, you know, 16 gig uh, capacity. And, you know, if you put out a, uh, put out an update, that's got a two to a three gig update. Well, you know, you've already used almost a fourth just in one app, a fourth of the memory. Yeah. So now granted, does that mean that we'll never have 3d buildings? I'm not saying that. Uh, it's just not a priority. So, and as far as global is concerned, man, only thing I'll say to that, well, not the only thing, but one big thing I'll say to that is that global will be worth the wait. It's not like just putting together, you know, two or three major uh, hubs in a region mm -hmm. and then a couple of little small uh, Charlies and then even smaller deltas and then even the smaller grass strips. It's so much more than that when we're doing global because there's more than 20 or 30 airports that that are throughout the world yeah oh and flightcast fans listen if you listen to anything on this episode we have seen some of global and there's there are so many bonuses coming that you don't even realize that come along with global flight that are going to make the wait worth it just you got to trust us oh. it's going to be Gorgeous. The weight, the yeah. weight is going to definitely be worth it, and this is something that we really, really want to hit the nail on the head with. We don't want to put out 
Um, we don't want to put out uh, global that that's you know, we don't want to cut corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know what I'm saying, you know, yeah. we we want it to be as good as possible. And so, I mean, it, it's a daily conversation that we're all having. Um, and so it's, you know, it, it, it's something that we really, really, really want this to, to be something that just pushes us up there, you know, as far as just making this the pinnacle of a mobile flight sim uh, on a mobile platform. It's, I can't even stress to you enough, like you just said, it's going to be worth the wait it is going to be amazing and i can't wait cool all right well mark i promised you we talk about the c-130 uh let's try and let this will be this is gonna be difficult let's try and keep this somewhat brief because we i do want to talk uh about the blue angels as well so c-130 coast guard livery pitcher is gorgeous uh yes well just the the livery itself is gorgeous yeah but i mean okay so you have a special connection to the C-130 uh, uh, in the Coast Guard. You've mentioned it on several episodes. Uh, your dad flew on the C-130. Can you just give us a real brief, uh, you know, what what was his involvement there? Well, uh, like I said, and, and a lot of people know, of course, you know, the C-130 is by far my favorite aircraft because, I mean, that's, that's probably the first aircraft that I ever went on because dad was in the Coast Guard. Hmm. And so uh, I've never flown on one yet, but I will one day. Um, but, you know, dad was in the Coast Guard 26 years. And of that 26 years, he was on the 130 for 20, 22 of those years, I reckon. Uh, first two years, he was on a ship. He hated that. Uh, went into A school. And uh, then when we transferred down here to Alabama, they didn't have C-130s. Uh, so his last two or three years, um he was on the Falcon jet, the Falcon 20 jet, Mm. but, uh, he did, man, you know, I'm so proud of my father and, and all that he did. And I still, I don't care how many times I've heard the story. I could, I can still just sit and listen to the stories. Uh, even though I might know them word for word, I still love to hear the stories. And that's cool. You know, he, he flew on the stand team in the coast guard and uh, you know, they, they traveled all over the country, all over the world. Sorry. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. What does that mean? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just know it was a stand team. He was out of the stand team long before I even really remembered what it was, but I just remember stand team. And, you know, I just remember that they would always be deployed for, you know, two or three weeks at a time on these trips, um, whether it was, um, you know, hauling uh, ice or uh, supplies to, you know, to say areas that have just been impacted by a hurricane or, uh, training or whatever, you know, SAR cases left and right. Um, dad during the, uh, uh, back in 85, 86, I can't remember what year it was, but when the space shuttle challenger, uh, blew up, uh, right after launch, um, sadly, uh, you know, our father was part of the, uh, SAR team. And when I say SAR, I mean, search and rescue, uh, but he was, he was part of that team that, uh, the coast guard deployed to go out looking, uh, for, for, for everything. So, um, you know, and, and so I'm just very proud of that. And the biggest thing that he used to love to do was, uh, the coast guard, uh, is with the international ice patrol, uh, or that's one of their biggest functions, um, to where they go out and mark, 
uh, icebergs to make them more visible to to ships and stuff like that. So uh, charting them and everything else. So that's what he loved to do because he was sitting on the back of the ramp. The ramp was open, and they're just deploying stuff left and right on these icebergs. And uh, there's a picture that's in the uh, in the museum, the uh, the Naval Aviation uh, Museum in Pensacola. Uh, they have this big Coast Guard section, and there's a picture of a C-130 that's flying by an iceberg. And Dad was actually in that picture. Uh, he was in that plane when that picture was taken. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he's been in the National Geographic. Uh, there's a big article that was written uh, back when everything was paper magazine. Uh, big article for that as far as for loadmasters, dropmasters. And if you can name it or think of it, he's probably loaded it on a 130. So, I mean, it's just amazing the stories that he tells me. You know, uh, I wonder if he'd have a chat with us on Slightcast. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him this week. They just got back from a cruise. And uh, the first couple of days, um, you know, they're they're busy unpacking, resting, and everything else. So, of course, I'll see him Thursday uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, while we're over there, uh, you know, I'll definitely sit down and have a chat with him. And... Uh, I'm, I'm sure I can can uh, can convince him of it. Love so it. hopefully that's something. Yeah, he would be a great a great uh, person to have on here. Cool. And he could tell you what stand team means. So there you go. Well, we'll hear yeah. right from the horse's mouth, maybe. Literally. So, uh, Mark, I don't, I don't think it's a secret. We've been flying the the beta team's been flying around on the, or maybe the alpha team actually. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, been yeah. flying around on the C130 a little bit. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> does the C-130 have, awesome. um, let's talk a, a little bit about, now, I, I actually don't know what we're allowed to say, what we're not allowed to say. Let's just talk in general, generalities. Do the, does the C-130 have flight spoilers or uh, no. air brakes of any kind? Uh, no, not the H models. Uh, I want to say that maybe some of the J's or the J dash thirties, which is the stretch version, uh, may have, uh, some rear spoilers, uh, that would deploy, but, uh, I could be wrong. Um, so I know the, uh, the older models don't, um, okay. which is of course the H, but, um, and yet yeah. that thing has uh, those, those, uh, four props create a tremendous amount of drag and uh they've got oh, some ridiculous yeah. brakes on them so that thing stops on a dime it's it's pretty fun to try those uh assault landings yeah and if you do it just right you can get that little wheelie pop there at the end so <laughs> yeah that's, <laughs> that's right. always a lot of fun yeah. but yeah man the, you know the c-130 is just unreal i mean anything that you can land you know it'll land on asphalt concrete uh dirt uh, grass strips, um, but ice, man, that thing will land on ice. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, so this thing is so multi-mission capable, so versatile, man. It, it, it's just awesome. And, you know, this plane, like I said, can land on grass, asphalt, concrete, dirt. It doesn't matter. It, uh, even on the ice up in the Arctics, man, these things will land there. And then back in the, uh, 50s i believe it was maybe early 60s i'd have to double check but they even had a c-130 that landed on an aircraft carrier that they did for some testing uh made several landings uh unassisted uh, no tail hook and uh uh yeah several unarrested uh landings and uh several 
uh, takeoffs uh, without the catapult. So they would just power back um, to the end of the aircraft carrier and launch back off. And uh, only cleared, and what's cool, it would only clear the tower of the carrier, the wingtip, by 15 feet. No way. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have to send you pictures of it. And what's even, what's even more cooler uh, is that aircraft that did those carrier landings, it was only one, um, that aircraft is now on display at the Pensacola Naval Air Station at the museum. So I've, I've gotten to see that aircraft uh, several times. Uh, they have it out on the flight line. So Very that's cool. pretty cool. Well, that's yeah. – Mark, I'm glad you said that. That is a perfect transition into our next uh, section. You recently attended the Blue Angels homecoming at the Pensacola Naval Air Station, or NAS yep. as it's referred to. And we published a short clip of you there with Wake Turbulence, your son, on the Flightcast Facebook page. So anybody who's following us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash flightcastaudio, and in fact, twitter.com slash flightcastaudio, instagram.com slash flightcastaudio, and youtube.com slash flightcastaudio. God, let me know when you're done with all your audio.com <laughs> well you know what forward. actually since we are uh since we're putting in uh promos we what we didn't mention before was the uh, the new video that you uh mentioned before was uh on um flight of youtube yeah crap what was the video called flight following yeah 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 flight following yeah the flight the- of was like Three or four months ago. Yeah, okay. Um, but so, I appreciate you keeping up. Yep. So the new video is at, we didn't say this before, and I meant to, is at youtube.com slash infinite flight app. Uh, there's actually many iterations of your YouTube channel URL, but uh, anyway, infinite flight simulator, so on and so on. Uh, but check that out. And since we're doing promos right now, why don't we hear a little bit about uh, Life Flight app? Mark, have you heard of Live Flight for Infinite Flight? Yeah, man. I've used it to track flights and to see which regions and airports are busy before, you know, planning my flight. Right. Well, as you probably know, a new version of Live Flight is now available at liveflightapp.com. This new version is better than ever and has been rebuilt from the ground up. With a new design, more flight stats, a search feature, and airport information, tracking and planning your flight is easier than ever. Oh, man, I know. And now with the new downloadable KML files, You can download your flight data to any Earth browser, such as Google Earth. It's so cool. Absolutely. And if that wasn't enough, you can now subscribe to Live Flight Horizon, a new service for only $1.99 a month that provides real-time, worldwide airport information such as weather, runway data, and charts. It also allows you to search for flights, active ATC frequencies, and airports. And as a Live Flight Horizon subscriber, you'll also get much longer online sessions, and you'll be helping Cam to keep developing and improving this great app. So guys, make sure you head over to liveflightapp.com to give it a try, and also subscribe to Live Flight Horizon. It will make your infinite flight experience so much better. And now back to the podcast. All right, let's get back to the Blue Angels, Mark. Uh, All right. So, so we published a short clip of you there with Wake Turbulence, uh, Matthew, on yeah, the Flight uh, Flightcast Facebook page. Um, this question is completely redundant, but I've got to ask, how was it? My, 
Now, the video or the air show? Because the video was a lot of fun. Now, I know that you were probably sweating bullets, you know, after giving me access to the Flightcast page. Uh, <laughs> I trust but, you, bro. You know, I, I did try. You. Yeah, I know. I know you do, and I appreciate <laughs> it, and I did try to behave. But no, seriously, now, man, the, the air, air show. show though, what was your favorite part? Getting there. Um, you know, that just the Blue Angels, you know, I've seen them. I don't, I don't even know how many times over the years, you know, the, Pensacola is their home base. So, you know, I can go over there on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, I believe, uh, and watch them. I, I normally, if I go watch them practice, it's on a Tuesday, but um, I can go over there and watch them practice anytime. Uh, but that's their home base. And so, you know, it, they're kind of the, the local hometown heroes, if you will. And man, it, it, it's just awesome. And no matter how many times I see them, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still in all, I'm still amazed at the precision of these guys. Uh, you know, they make it look so effortless, man. And, and when you talk about precision, I, I, I don't know if I was told this or if this is just something that I assumed that, that it it looks like they're very close flying very close. And so that must be, you know, that that's, it's they're up in the air. So that's how it looks. No, man, they're like literally 18 inches Apart sometimes. Apart. And even closer at times. That is um, unreal. Yeah, they get within uh that seems incredibly they get dangerous. within a couple of inches. <laughs> it is. And and you know, in the best way I can describe it, uh, you know, is when you watch them fly and you know, they're going at you know, speeds of two hundred fifty, three hundred, three hundred and fifty, even higher. Uh, and they're doing these, these loops, these barrel rolls and doing all these maneuvers and, you know, and still staying within those inches of each other. Yeah. And, you know, the, it looks like, have, have you ever been water skiing? Yeah. Okay. Well, the last time I went on a cruise, I went water skiing cause that was the only boat that could get me out to water was the cruise boat, but <laughs> they gave me these skis, see, and the skis were tied together with rope. Oh Yeah. And so where one ski went, the other ski went. And that's what it that's what it kind of looks like if nobody has ever seen the Blues or uh, the Thunderbirds or any of these other uh, aerobatic demo teams. Uh, when they fly with such precision and so close, I mean, it almost looks like they are tied together. Yeah. What it's was almost it? flawless. Uh, by the way, that was one of your best analogies ever. I really enjoyed that one. Um, oh, thank you. What, what was the... Uh, you remember maybe six months ago, maybe a year ago, when uh, I went around on Facebook, it was a, a 3D video in, in a cockpit of a formation. Uh, it was a squadron of some kind, but it wasn't the Blue Angels. It was the Blues. Oh, oh it was? Um, no, it was yeah, like a Swedish uh, or um, – oh, it was well, from there, some – a Swiss. Oh, it was a Swiss. Uh, there yeah, was a now, Swiss flying team of some kind. Now, the Blues do have one oh, okay. uh, that's in a, a 360 uh, cockpit view, oh, which okay. is – and it's pretty Man, cool that gets that makes me nervous just watching I, my my heart starts racing a little bit because i'm like man i feel like i'm just gonna watch these guys clip a wing at any second and they don't is that why when we fly you're always so far off you're scared you're gonna clip a wing but yet you're actually three or four miles away from us <laughs> uh <laughs> no that would be because i'm normally just not paying attention <laughs> i'm multitasking <laughs> um but yeah, yeah these, it's uh, amazing. All, all, pretty much all these demo teams since you know the 360 cam has now uh, 
you know, come out. Yeah. You know, a lot of these teams have, have actually done this. And um, the one that you're talking about, I don't know if I've seen it or not, but uh, the Blue Angels do have one. And um, since they're the highlight of what we're talking about today, that's who I'm going to discuss as far as the 360. And so when you when you go to that, and what's cool about these 360 vids is that you can actually pan around, uh, which is the whole purpose of the 360. Yeah. And, you know, you can see uh, you can see the pilot, you can see the uh, the guest in the back seat, uh, but then you can also see the uh, the wingtips, just how close they are to the canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's cool is they're not it's it's not just flying with that precision. They have to take into account uh, turbulence, yeah. wind shear, yeah, uh, uh, just winds in general. Uh, air pockets. I mean, they got to take all this stuff into consideration, but yet they're still trying to maintain that 18 inch separation. Now, when you watch it on the 360 uh, video, the 360 cam video, man, these guys are just bouncing around left and right. They're constantly having to make corrections. But when you're watching from the ground, you're just like, there is no movement. It's like butter. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. That that scene. Uh, there's uh, obviously that's not in my. Uh, career path but that seems incredibly stressful and not fun uh flying yeah, you have to, me. to be pretty much in the military to fly for a military demo team and well, yeah we, but i mean it just doesn't seem fun uh but i'm, I'm it, glad somebody's doing it it just it's amazing but man i've flown formation a few times um you know with the 172 and other 172s and of course we don't get that close uh, but, uh, it, it is a lot of fun and it, and it's a lot of work. I know in yeah. a 172, yeah. so I can only imagine going 300, 350 knots doing freaking loops and barrel rolls and yep. well, and, um, Steve, Steve Thorne on flight chops just did some formation flying in the chipmunk, uh, with, uh, some other guys and, uh, yeah. Mr. Aviation 101, Josh, he did some, he's done some formation stuff in the 172 and, um, Eight zero nine or nine one, Skyhawk, and uh, so yeah, I mean I, that's that sounds fun. That that seems uh, like a lot of work, but but low lower stress. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, amazing. Now, and I will say this: you asked me what was my favorite part at the air show. Mm-hmm. How about when I walk in the gate and walk around a little bit? There was the Skyhawk one seventy two. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. Every yeah. year they have a 172 Skyhawk there on display, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, that jet's cool, and that P3 over there is all right. And, of course, this year they had Let's a CH-53 Jolly yeah. Green Giant. There's the 172. You know, and it's funny when I saw it, you know, it's like it's like when I walk into a gas station looking for that Mountain Dew, and the, the, the light in the Mountain Dew cooler is brighter, and then when you open up that door, you hear... <laughs> you know, you hear that. That's, that's what yeah. I heard when I saw the 172. The 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 cloud broke. Your the day is complete. Broke and the the sun beam just shined upon that 172. And I'm like, son, all right, we can go. Yeah. Well, daddy, we got to watch the blues. Oh, we can watch them on video. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> so. uh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So so Mark, as you know, I I know very little about. Uh, army <laughs> about the u.s military and uh if anyone's seen uh, arrested development which you can go watch on uh netflix which is hilarious hilarious one of the best shows ever made on television 
uh, Buster's character, he he basically pretends to be in the army, and he just calls it army. So you know, one of his famous quotes. Even the is, army. Yeah. Even the army has a demo team, though. Oh yes, that's true. Uh, but the golden knot. One of Buster, one of Buster's favorite quotes or famous quotes is, uh, "These are my awards, mother, from Army." And he's got like a bunch of stuffed animals and stuff that he got from a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so so I'm not as bad as Buster, uh, although he did actually serve a little legit time. Um, you know, this should be obvious to our listeners by now. But I'm getting better. And uh, so so here's what I know. And let's just do a few facts, if that's all right, Mark. We're just going to go through a few yeah, B- Blue Angels facts. Go ahead. Uh, so the Blue Angels, and I want you to correct me if, if I'm wrong on any of this or if, or if my terminology is off, but the Blue Angels is a... <laughs> I need your permission to correct you if <laughs> no, you're wrong. No. So they're a display uh, squadron of uh, fighter jets. And these fighter jets are... Uh, they've gone through sort of a... Uh, a whole kind of transformation over the years of which aircraft they've used. And actually, Mark, I'll get you to help me uh, list some of these, but because um, you know these these airplanes better than I do. But they're they've they're currently flying uh, in the F eighteen Hornet, uh, and they're they're not decommissioned, but they're former uh, actual uh, aircraft that have been used. Uh, as fighter jets and actually can i correct you on yes that? yeah go these aircraft when they get them uh i want to say that when they get them they get them at around uh fifteen thousand hours uh okay. these aircraft and uh and i could be mistaken but it, it's around that time but these aircraft even though they are used within the blue angels uh for the purposes of demos yeah they also have to maintain the ability to make them combat ready. Yes, exactly. And so they've they've actually removed the the guns. Uh, there's a gun in the well, on an F eighteen. There's a gun somewhere in the nose or cannon. Cannon. Yep. So they've taken that out, but they can put it back in. And then they they it takes actually, eight hours for them to okay. take the Blue Angel and make it combat ready. It takes oh, wow. eight, eight hours. hours. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So now there's only six of them or something, right? So well. How many do they have no. in their fleet? They've got six flying in the formation, but... Yeah, they have six that they fly regularly. They have uh, number seven, uh, and I want to say they have an eight, okay. uh, maybe even a couple of number sevens that they use to fly VIPs and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Or if one of the aircraft are down, um, then they'll use now number seven. Backup. Right. Okay. Correct. Okay. So then they've got the um, they've got a, a, a spare sort of, a, it's like an oil... Uh, smoke oil tank that they use to make smoke when they're doing their uh formations that they outfit this thing with and uh so anyway these are real fa-18 hornets which is pretty amazing i saw an fa-18 once at, air, at the chicago gary air show when i lived in indiana um and i saw it from the water i was on a friend's boat and it was electric it was amazing i mean we we're on a boat and it just shook the boat um, oh, so if you want to see something awesome, and you you saw it from a boat's perspective, which yes. is cool because the Blues actually right do a beach. Yep. Yeah, they do a beach air show at Pensacola uh, once a year as well, like halfway through the season. But watch the uh, when you get a chance, watch the San Francisco Bay show, um, where they their entire air show is done over San Francisco Bay. Mm. Dude, they get uh, one of the solos. Uh, 
get so freaking low over the water you can actually see it pulling that that water up off of the uh you oh, know, rooster off tail the top oh yeah dude oh, it nice. is it's just awesome cool okay so we've got now you can help me out here mark the i've got a list but i don't necessarily know what in the world i'm talking about so they started out um and actually no let's do the list in a minute so they formed in uh 1946 and yep. they were the uh, world's second ever flight demonstration squadron in existence behind the Patrouille de France, which was a, uh, f- a formation team from France, which was formed in 1931. So France had the first one. These guys came in and they did the second one. <laughs> I saw that and I thought it said Ratatouille. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Our uh, our devs can correct me on my pronunciation, but... Uh, I think it's a French patrol, they called it. Um, but So they had the first one. Blue Angels came in with the second one. And as you said, the U.S. has uh, three, actually, right? Formation teams. They've got the Blue uh, Angels. Well, they've got the uh, – what are the white ones? Thunderbirds, yep. Thunderbirds. Those, are, those guys are uh, – they're awesome as well. They fly the F-16. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, there's also – there's a lot of uh, some that do the Warbirds – uh, the Aeroshell aerobatic team flies the T six Texan. Uh, they were there last weekend. Oh, cool! That's a uh, the T six is a, a prop, isn't it? Yes, it is yeah. a prop. And if you go to my uh, my Instagram page, uh, Instagram dot com slash um, skyhawk heavy. Well, just one skyhawk heavy. Yeah, just Instagram dot com slash skyhawk heavy. Yep. I have a video uh, that I posted of the aerial team doing a loop uh and there's four of them flying and just to hear the sounds of those engines man it is just oh that'd be just jets are cool rip roaring <laughs> oh yeah. yeah jets are cool it, it you know it's kind of like having a, a a gas powered truck and a diesel truck the diesel i just love you know that yeah. you know i just love that rattling sound which is what you get from these piston yeah. aircraft oh man uh, the, these the piston, oh it's it's and when we were when we were at ModCon 16 back in the fall they we we saw some uh, piston engines uh, and heard them start up and it's just you see the smoke go and it's just that oh, rumble yeah. it's gorgeous anyway so the 172 that was there as well so I'm just <laughs> yes like... the 172 was wonderful Mark uh, the so we've got the that they started out with the they didn't start out with F-18s obviously um, they started out in 1946 with the uh, F-6F Hellcat the Hellcat uh, and then they went to the Bearcat <laughs> yep and it then... was uh, the F-8 it, the F-8F I believe and you yep. know just a, a step up from the F-6 a little bit heavier a little bit more powerful engine uh, slightly bigger but uh, the uh, F-6 there's actually it's either the F-6 or the F-8 I can't remember I want to say it's the F-6 they still have one flying around it's privately owned of course but uh, it's painted up in the Blue Angels paint scheme Okay, uh, and they still fly around at different air shows, and uh, he will actually, you know, fly for performances and fly with a heritage flight and stuff like nice. that. But yeah, it's pretty cool to see that. All right, and then they went up to the uh, F nine Panther, uh, and then the F nine F five Panther in nineteen fifty one, uh, and then up to the F nine eight Cougar, and they were really yes. on a kind of a animal uh, kick here. They went from the Cougar to the F eleven tiger and then to the f4j phantom 2 which is the phantom 
Okay, but Mark, which, before you get into that, what at what point did we switch to jets here? Because I have no idea. Uh, from the Bearcat to the uh, Panther. Oh, really? Okay. So in yeah. 1949, we went to jets. Okay, so the, the Phantom, you were saying? I could be wrong. Let me double check that real quick. Uh, I want to say the Panther, the F9, is uh, a jet. So anyway, yeah, the um, what were we talking about? Oh, the Tiger, the, or the Phantom or something. Yeah, F4 Phantom. Yeah, the uh, F4 Phantom, man, that, yeah, the uh, F9 uh, is a jet. I thought okay. it was. Um, <clears throat> the um, the F4 is probably one of my favorite aircraft as far as jets are concerned. It's an older plane, of course, but uh, a lot of militaries actually still use it today. Um Super fast twin engine, uh, man. The, these things are just awesome. This thing looks and, like a beast. Uh, oh, it is, it is. And the earlier versions didn't even have cannons on them, uh, any kind of cannon gun or anything like that. So they they actually had to mount external gun pods uh, on them for dogfighting um, <laughs> when they were too close for missiles and stuff like that. But uh, the F4 Phantom, man, there's just something about it. And if you look at the wings, if you're looking at a picture of it, and I think you are, mm-hmm. if you look at the wings toward the end, the wings kind of curve up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really curve. It just kind of like angles it shoots up. Shoots up, yeah. Yeah, I, I just love that look about these planes. And and I've seen a few of them fly. Um, never had the privilege of uh, seeing the Blue Angels performing that. But it was so cool. And when you go to the Pensacola Naval Air Station, uh, to the museum, uh, they've they've got some F four. Uh, they have an F four uh, Blue Angel on display that you can actually get in uh, and take pictures when it's it's the front part of the uh, of the fuselage. Nice and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very, Man, very I, cool. I just love that bird. And then they went to the F four Skyhawk and and guys, if you want to see the full list of at, at the uh, oh sorry the A four sorry A four F Skyhawk two. If you want to see the full list, Which go is to what they uh, were flying. Sorry, that's what they were flying when the first time I ever saw them was the A four. Oh okay okay cool yeah yep full list blueangels dot uh, navy dot mil so that's uh, blueangels dot navy dot mil uh, and and mark the we we have to move this along the the blue angels were formed initially to boost navy morale and increase public interest in naval aviation which i didn't really realize uh, until i did a little research on this um now what's interesting though is that in november 2011 the blue angels received uh, they they had been receiving uh, up until 2011 upwards of 37 million dollars annually out of the Department of Defense budget um, for that reason. Yep. Boost Navy morale, increase public interest. So it's increase this public interest. That's, and that is the that's the key, right? Increasing public interest. So um, now in 2013, of course, there was this uh, U.S. government uh, cut $85 billion in spending um, in, uh, in, the, in the budget sequestration. So the uh, Blue Angels flights were temporarily shut down. Uh, and then not that even hey, yeah well not even a year later right there was a, a general or somebody uh, started them back up again uh, but with way less uh, resources so they're doing less flying and stuff like that but they still do 70 more than 70 shows at 34 locations throughout the United States every year uh, which isn't too shabby um, fewer and flyovers they even fly, and things like that 
Yeah, and they even actually fly uh, internationally. They've been known to go to air shows, you know, uh, and perform in Europe and everything else. So they they literally go and travel all over the world. Yeah. And so, but yeah, when they took it when when they when they canceled the air shows, dude. That let me tell you how that is in the aviation community. That's like taking NASCAR away from rednecks, man. It's <laughs> yeah. that's not something yeah. that's going to go over lightly. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, though. Thirty-seven million dollars to keep these dudes, like, and I'm assuming uh, uh, the odd woman once in a while. Have there ever been any women Blue Angel pilots that you know? Uh, of? Yes. Well, j- not yet. They've uh, they just recently had uh, a female uh, pilot for Fat Albert, the C-130. But um, and 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 here here's an, and we can talk about that in a second. But here's something that's interesting that some people may not know is these guys that fly for the blues, um, they're volunteers. They don't get paid anything extra, uh, for these flights, you know, to be part of the blue angels, just the title, I guess. And that prestige to say that they are a blue angel pilot. I believe the rotation, uh, is every two years. They pull them out of the squadrons, um, and they train and then, they rotate every two years. So after two years, their tour is up. They go back out to their squadrons. They bring in, uh, they bring in new pilots for them and start the process all over. Um, I believe it's the same for fat Albert. Now these pilots, man, they are amazing. They do a phenomenal job, but I will say this just to give a shout out to the ground crew, uh, the enlisted personnel, uh, that are out there working on the aircraft, just making sure that these aircraft are always at the ready, um, you know, keeping them maintenance and everything else, man, they, they couldn't do it without these guys. And I just don't think, you know, the blues do a great job in, you know, giving them a lot of credit, but I still don't think enough credit goes out to them. So I'm I just wanted to give a that. shout out to them. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about fat Albert. What in the world is uh, fat Albert's job? What is it? Man, it was a cartoon that I used to watch growing up. Nope. 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 Um, nope. Back up. I'm talking about the airplane. <laughs> I know. And of course, Fat hey, Albert hey. is what? <laughs> yeah. A C-130. And man, <clears throat> you know, I, I used to love watching. And, and, and actually, uh, that's my favorite part of any Blue Angel Air show. I mean, yeah, the jets are, are super awesome, but I'm just a prop guy and especially a C-130 guy. So, uh, you know, when, when Fat Albert uh, performs, uh, I'm pretty much good to go at that point. Everything else is just bonus, but, uh, the, the, the fat Albert's probably my favorite part of the air show. And, uh, years ago, uh, they used to, uh, what they do is they actually, you know, when they take off, they rotate and from, well, they used to actually rotate and go straight up at 45 degrees, uh, using JADO, which is Genesis to take off where they no longer use the rockets. Uh, they basically will now line up, get clearance for takeoff road. Uh, they will throttle up, get to around 130, hundred, uh, well, maybe about 130 or so ish, uh, uh, rotate, get about five feet off the ground after the gear come up. And then they will throttle to uh, about 150, 160, and then they will push, uh, pull that nose up to another 45 degrees. And they'll climb out, you know, 1,000, 1,500 feet, something like that, and then they'll level off and begin their show. So that bird, it's just another testament, man, to what the C-130 can do. There's and not it's just part of the team? 
part of the uh, what, yeah. what's the purpose? Well, the purpose is to uh, basically transport the personnel, uh, the ground crew, the the ground support, maintenance, uh, parts, uh, spare parts for the aircraft. Um, you know, it basically does all that. Uh, now, unfortunately, toward the end of this year, uh, Fat Albert went down for maintenance, and so sadly, it wasn't at the air show last week. Oh, uh, yeah, that uh, that stinks, man. That's your favorite airplane. I know, and they didn't even have a Z one thirty on static display, so ah. I was a little about that. But um, you know, they had a couple Coast Guard birds out there, and they, you know, I get to see them all the time. But you know, I wanted to see a Z one thirty, and they, you know, and I wanted Matthew. Matthew's never seen one up close, so I wanted him to see one. They didn't have it. Fat Albert wasn't out there, and so right now the Blues are actually flying a, uh, you know, just a regular uh, Marine C-130. And that's, that's something that a lot of people may not know is that the blue angels, even though it's, you know, the U S Navy blue angels has flown by both Navy and Marine, uh, pilots. Yes. Right. Yep. And fat Albert is, uh, actually a Marines, uh, a U.S. Marines C-130. So, um, you know, it's all flown by these guys, and right now they're just they're flying around. Uh, they're not performing or, or doing any kind of demos in the uh, C-130. They're just using it to haul the personnel and the parts and everything else around in. So cool. while Fat Albert is down for some serious maintenance. All right. Uh, I don't want to dwell on this fact. It's just a really cool tidbit. These pilots, so as you guys might know, the they, uh, fighter jet pilots wear something called a G-suit, which is a gravity suit. Uh, no, G-Force, G-Force suit. No, not, they're not, yeah, they're yeah. not flying in yeah. space or anything. No, no, they're... so it's G-Force. So <laughs> the, they, they've, what these things basically are, they're a, a fighter jet suit and they've got uh, like real tight pants and they have bladders in them that will inflate yep. and and deflate on, on a valve that senses uh, G-Force and their purpose is to keep blood in the body where it needs to be so that it does not drain from the brain, literally drain from your head and cause blackouts. So when you're flying at serious G forces that can cause blackouts. Here's the interesting fact. These guys don't wear G suits when they fly in the in the, uh, in the blue angels. What they do instead, this is, and this is bananas. They clench their muscles in their legs and in their arms Mm -hmm to accomplish the same thing. So when they know that there's going to be serious G-forces, and here's why. They do that because if they were wearing a G-suit, they would their their G-suits would be inflating and deflating constantly because of the aerobatics and things that they're doing. And so it would get in the way and they wouldn't yeah. be able to do their maneuvers and, you know, what as we know, one wrong move means they're dead and probably right somebody else is dead as well and possibly the whole crowd. So they ha- they they don't wear them and the only thing protecting them from blacking out is the fact that they are they, clenching their muscles to accomplish the same they, task. I want to say I want to say they call it the hick maneuver or something like that. Something or, like, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, hick breathing oh, or crap, I read it. But it, there's there's a lot of videos uh on YouTube that you can watch with this. Now there's one uh video in a I'll find it and send it to you, but it's pretty cool. It's basically a GoPro on the front of the uh, cockpit looking back at the pilot. And you see him doing this hick, uh, the hick maneuver. And, you know, he's sitting there breathing, breathing, breathing. And then when he's doing all his other flying, he's just sitting there chewing gum. 
like no big deal. <laughs> So uh, it's nuts. Now here's what here's another interesting uh, fact that you probably didn't know. You know I'm I'm kind of a daredevil. So mm-hmm. when I'm flying in the 172, I don't wear a G uh, G suit either. Now I might make my passengers wear one, but I don't like it because it you know I it just kind of crowds me up. So I, I just choose not to wear it either. But it, it's it can get pretty intense in the 172. <laughs> I'm sure it can. <laughs> uh, okay, here's something fun, Mark. Uh, what I did before we did this, because we didn't have a guest, I usually ask for questions for... Uh, well, actually, before I do that, anything else you want to say about Blue Angels? Um, well, just to reiterate, uh, like I said, you'd asked about a female pilot, and yeah. uh, I'll, I'll leave her name out. Um but uh, people probably know it anyway. But yeah, she uh, she has been with the Blues for the last two years. Was the first female pilot to fly with the Blues, and yes. uh, she was a pilot for Fat Albert, and tons of videos of her uh, flying. Man, and it's just uh, it's awesome to be in the cockpit watching from the cockpit's perspective of Fat Albert, watching what that thing can do. So it's it's pretty cool, man. Very very cool. All right, so as I was saying, before we go today, I just want to uh, – we, we don't have a guest. So normally I would ask on the on the the Infinite Flight Forum, which by the way, guys, is community.infinite-flight.com. So if you're getting into Infinite Flight right now, head over there. There are tutorials and just, just a plethora of uh, great stuff um, along with some pretty crazy stuff <laughs> by people who – basically haunt that forum all day and night uh but uh it's been great for Flightcast, and we appreciate our forum and our forum mods uh what i usually do is i say hey here's the guest and here uh, you know ask your questions we don't have a guest today so what i did was i said hey ask any random questions you want and this is true mark and i have not read these questions and i'm just going over here now mark are you on there yeah, the I'm forum just for pulling it up now. Yeah. So here we are, Flightcast random infinite flight questions for Mark and Jason, and I'm I just refreshed it. There are 31 comments. I'm going to scroll through here, and we're just going to read some of them. How do you like them apples? Hey, should we do it? You know, well, you know, I'm all about the impromptu anyway. Heck yeah, let's I hate do going it. from a script. All right, we're gonna, but we got to make our answers quick, Mark, because we're running out of time here. All uh, right. All right. And you know what? Part of the fun is the, the the screen names. This guy, Potato Pilot, guy or girl, I don't know, says, what's the best feature in Infinite Flight in your opinion? This is going to be rapid fire. So, Mark, go. Uh, that I can log in. Boom. Soon live AT, live ATC for me. Live ATC, period. Uh, Bulba's asking, and we've asked some of Bulba's questions before, uh, do any of you have a mustache? No. Um, uh, I have a beard ish mustache. So, well, no, a mustache has to be beard. by itself. So, no. No. Uh, what changes have you seen over the years? Uh, so, too many to count. Um, that was from. I've gotten older. Yeah. Nismo uh, kits. Nismo kits, yeah. Uh, Cameron Brown, here we go. What, flight, what flights will you do when Global's released? Have you done any flight testing for Global? That's for Mark. Go ahead. Uh, what flights will I do for global? Uh, I won't be flying across the pond or anything like that. I'll just be flying to new airports, probably doing like little one hour flights and that's about it. Um, and I will leave the, I will plead the fifth on the second. Yeah. We can't really say anything about that. Yep. Okay. Uh, N1 DG. So November one, uh, 
Delta, Delta Golf. Golf. <laughs> Sorry, I, You're welcome. I couldn't remember what D was. Uh, from Mark, how'd you get into aviation, and have you ever heard of a I don't Mall. know what that is. Mall. Uh, if you want to find out Mark's history in aviation, go listen to more Flightcast. That's the answer to that. Yeah, I was basically born into it, and yes, I know what a mall is. Okay, good. Uh, Owen underscore Anderson is saying for both of us, have you flown the Super Decathlon in Infinite Flight uh, and or do you like it? Have you ever flown in a glider if you have what type? So my answer is yes, I flew through the Decathlon uh, last week. Do I like it? No. Have you ever flown in a glider? No. Your turn. <laughs> All right. So uh, have I ever flown the Super Decath? Yes, I have. Uh, do I like it? Um, it's all right. Um, I prefer the Spitfire. Have you ever flown in a glider? Hell no. That's all I'm going to say because, listen, uh, there's a reason I'm Skyhawk heavy, so I'm not about to trust something <laughs> without any kind of propulsion to hold me up in the air. So Mark, that's Mark weighs more than that. the actual aircraft, so that's <laughs> just not ever a good idea. Uh, Riti is asking, how on earth did you guys find Infinite Flight and what made you interested in aviation? Again, Riti, you need to go back to the start of Flightcast and start listening because all those answers are in there. What's the yep. dumbest forum topic you've ever come across? Uh, something oh. about a cat. Somebody posted something about cats one time. I'll go along with that. I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. spend tons of time on the forum, so I couldn't really. Some about Rubik's cubes, but we won't. We won't go there. Yeah, we won't go there. Uh, Patrick. Really. Patrick, you who we've asked, <laughs> uh, he's contributed lots to Flightcast in terms of questions. If you guys were developers, uh, I am, but I'm assuming you mean Infinite Flight developer. What one aircraft, and that's bold. What one aircraft would you would you two add? Different aircraft for C-130. both. Mark would have the C-130. So, Mark, the C-130 is coming. So what would be the next one you would add? Uh, the next one I would probably add uh, would be something like a uh, Saab 340 um, Ooh, or yeah. like a Twin Otter. Oh, a float uh, plane would definitely be mine for yes. sure, hands down. If they could get the water to, to work right with a float plane, a seaplane of some kind, yes. I would do the um, de Havilland Beaver or <laughs> – Beaver, right? so awesome. Oh that. man, with that yes. uh with that uh piston engine. Ooh. And if man. you notice both you and I picked props for yeah. the planes oh, that we would add. Of course, man. Of course. Because yeah. that's our experience, right? Yep. Uh okay, so next question. Infinite dot <laughs> uh Robert's asking, um <laughs> Are you ever sales. are you ever going to sing for us on the podcast? Nope. Uh I know you sing in your own small band, so it'd be fun to hear you sing a solo. Well, I don't sing. Uh, mm. I play the drums, and you play the drums and the mm-hmm. guitar, and you sing. So, uh, yeah. But no, I'll just play the drums to Jason singing. Yeah, no, but if you go to uh, facebook.com slash flightcast audio, check out the post. Uh, about my band, The Pacifists, and uh, my friend Kristen and I are playing a show. If you're in Ontario, if you're in Toronto and you're listening to this, come to Perry Sound on December 7th, 2016 to the Stocky Center for the Performing Arts. We're playing a concert. We are the headliners. It's going to be great. Next question. Yep. Um, Carson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carson says, opinions on the Rubik's Cube and its role in Infinite Flight. I will say that I have a, an uncle who will who can complete a Rubik's Cube. Um, its role in infinite flight is irrelevant. Next question. Well, uh, hold on. I need to. I need to give my answer to that one. First of all, my opinion is that Carson's. 
two, oh. opinions on the Rubik's Cube in the role of infinite flight. Uh, no, we will not be placing it in the uh, seat back pockets. Um, <laughs> maybe we could <laughs> put it. Maybe we could put a pilot in one of the airplanes with a Rubik's cube in his hand, like uh, Arno. Oh, Arno. Uh, oh, I know. We'll have the Airbus tray table with the tray table. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Can put with a Rubik's back, cube he can put his coloring book. Yeah, he can yeah. put his coloring book back in his flight bag and do the Rubik's cube on the little tray go. table. Yep. You know, flying development student needs to start paying me for these ideas. Um, all right, Nicholas L. Oh, he's an IFATC guy. How's the bro? Oh, my lord. <laughs> oh, I should have read these in advance. How's the bromance with <laughs> infinite dot flight going? Another uh, one that's two steps from stupid, I swear. These guys, on the serious we have side, to deal with them on a regular basis, though. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to answer the rest of that question since the first part of the question was silly. Uh, yeah. Okay, Captain Louis says, opinions on the forum, and how was it when it first started? Uh, I don't know. My opinion is that it's a great resource for information, and it also can take up a lot of your time if you're not careful. Yeah, it can. you can actually easily get lost into the matrix of the, uh, of the forum, but it is, a, it is a great centralized location for the community to be able to get in, communicate with each other, help each other, yeah. but also learn from tutorials and so on, and events. Yep. It's great for events. Uh, Miguel Hernandez, CEO. Nice. That's my best uh, Hispanic accent. When Global comes out, where will you fly from and to? Uh, you know, I'm hoping my local field is is in the, in the uh, Global, which I have it on good authority that it might be. And uh, yeah. I'm going to do some – I'm going to fly Same some – as mobile. we say in Canada, I'm going to fly some circuits. Y'all would say patterns. And uh, – yeah, Mark already answered I, I, I that. I will probably fly from Mobile back to Mobile. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right, Emil has lots of questions here. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just going to rapid fire them. Here we go. Emil. Why aren't you coming back to Atlanta to visit your favorite Emil? Well, Emil, we invited you to the first one, and you didn't show up, so that's that. Why doesn't Flightcast deliver T-shirts personally? Pass. Uh, hi, Mark. How cold is it in Canada? Currently, it is... I don't have a clue. <laughs> Currently, it's about minus 5 degrees Celsius. That's somewhere around 30 degrees Fahrenheit um, uh, on November 21st. Uh, Mark, what's your best advice for an aspiring pilot? Nope. We already answered that in uh, oh. many other episodes. Uh, what's y'all's favorite type of drink? Mountain Dew. Uh, IPA. That's a beer. Uh, what do y'all think of the U.S. election? No way are we answering that. How do you nope. think the U.S. will change after I go back? Okay, you know what? We're going to move on to somebody else. It'll be else. a much better place when Emo goes back to Europe. I'll say that. Goodness, thanks, Emil. That was utterly useless. What's your favorite movie? Top Gun? Yep. <clears throat> Let's move on. Oh, well, Joshua's yep. next. Um, what are some of... Uh, hey, said, okay. In all seriousness, have you? how do you envision... Your life would be different if Infinite Flight wasn't around and if you hadn't met all the great people you know today. Man, I, I, I will answer that one, actually. Joshua, that's a good question. Um, We've joked about this a lot, how Mark enriches my life and so on. Um, and we know it's true. And we know it's true. It, but the, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, you know, for me personally, Mark, Joe, Tyler, uh, Laura, uh, Stephen, uh, especially Stephen Wilson, um, Melvin, Jared, Hodge, uh, am I missing anybody from uh, ModCon? I don't think well, so. Well, Allie. 
Ali. These people yeah. have, uh, you know, I'm I consider them actual friends, you know, dear friends that I I I've I've met and um I'll cherish these friendships forever. So it's it's a um, it's amazing how uh, I've said it before on another podcast that I used to think it was silly for for people to meet up online in some ways it's still kind of weird you know because you're meeting in a in a non-conventional way but it's just becoming a normal part of life and and i i, I just whenever i think of our uh, uh meetup last fall i think of things like of course flying in the flight simulator and uh going to uh, warbird weekend but you know what i think of the most mark when i think of that time is two things sitting around in steven's basement uh just hanging out and using infinite flight all of us in the same room and while drinking maker's mark well yeah that was a separate (laughs) separate memory uh the second thing is um you remember after we did the flight sim we went out to this i don't know some everything was close so we went at this diner and a little small diner just sat around our waitress was crazy as all get out uh, on another planet it was just we're sitting around we're now friends and it was just a beautiful thing and you know we it, all it didn't sort of feel know like it was the first time that we all met no no, no definitely it, not it, it, everything was very comfortable there was no you know nothing weird or anything like that there was nothing uncomfortable about any of it it just felt like we were it was it felt like a family reunion yeah honestly yeah and it's a it's a big part of my life and i don't have uh any shame in admitting that and uh yeah, that's the answer to that question for me. Thanks, Josh. Uh, let's uh, move on here, unless you want to add to that, Mark. Uh, no, just um, Joshua said, what are some some of Joshua's greatest qualities? Um, yeah, I skipped that I one. I can't really think of any off the top of my head. <laughs> he he does provide some entertainment um, inadvertently, so that's all I will say to that. Inadvertently, yeah. yeah. Although he is becoming a little more self-aware these days, which is nice to see. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, Narak Wim, um, or Vim, maybe I don't know. Uh, for Jason, how Narok, hard is it? it Narak Wim. Narak, yeah. How hard is it to make the podcasts? Uh, like time spent and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I've talked about that. You can go to my uh, YouTube page and uh, YouTube.com/slash/flightcastaudio, and you can see uh, my video on how to make a podcast. You can sort of get an idea there. I spend a couple hours, anywhere from one to two hours editing usually. Depends on if Joe's Unless on Joe's the show. On. Yeah, then, yeah. Then, it, then it's upwards of three or four hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, all those bleeps you hear, that means I have to actually listen to the entire episode again uh, just to make sure that yeah. I catch everything. Um, Airbus or Boeing and why? Uh, I don't know. Airplanes. Boeing. Airplanes is the answer for me. Um, Boeing is the answer for Mark, clearly. Uh, do you go to airports and plane spot? Absolutely. I, I, I don't live very close to a major airport. I have to drive two hours to get to Pearson International in Toronto. So uh, I do when I can, and there's a wicked location as long as they're landing in the right spot. But uh, Mark, you're at Mobile all the time. Yeah, I'm all the time at one of the two fields here in Mobile, the you know the big fields that we have. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'm always spot. Beauty. Uh, Nathan Hope is asking, cat or dog person? Uh, dog. For dog. sure, I'm allergic to cats. Favorite uh, food or drink? Uh, edible I would have food, Mountain Dew. Edible food and Mountain Dew, except for green food, right, Mark? 
Yeah, anything green. I mean, yeah, it's pretty and all on the plate, yeah. but uh, no. Uh, Mexican food and Indian food for me, for sure. Um, f- favorite pastime activity other than Infinite Flight? I uh, love to play music. So does Mark. Mark's a drummer. Um, I think I can answer that Fishing. for you. Fishing, yep. Um, Shooting I love guns. spending time with my family and, uh, uh, yeah, watching Netflix with my wife. Always awesome. Yeah, hanging out with Wake. There you go. Uh, favorite airport to control in live? Uh, I don't know. The one with the least traffic. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time for the rest of those questions, but thanks, Nathan, for asking those. Um, uh, Mubashir, I think we've asked some of his questions before. Um, if you were chosen between lifetime supply of pizza and lifetime supply of economy class tickets, what would you pick? Oh my goodness. Uh, that's kind air, of a tough one air, <laughs> airplane tickets uh for yeah, me for sure i, I can always buy pizza yeah the pizza's a lot cheaper so yeah i guess the tickets Ooh, and he says do i tell mark that i simply love in caps the way he says y'all give him give him another y'all one time for me mark who said that mubashir mubashir yeah, yeah. says yeah hey y'all there you how's go. that put some south in your there mouth you well, I've already had some dirt in my mouth now for, well, the whole recording. Oh, you know, I always got my Copenhagen in now. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. I'm going to skip over some of these. We got to sign off. Uh, no, let's see. Ryan Vince. Hey, Ryan. Ryan was our last guest on episode 34. How hard was it to nail down the interview with that Ryan guy? Insanely hard. He's a, that was very he's a busy dude. <laughs> well he likes to give that image that he's busy but he's doing stuff that he loves to do yep uh oh i don't remember his actual name now uh i don't even know how to say this uh new ones wars or something new ones wars oh never won a war yeah yeah his name's ryan too isn't it yeah, that's Ryan, but I always call never won a war. Yeah. How do you feel How about you Tom Grohman? <laughs> man, look, enjoy? that's a whole nother episode right there. Yeah. We've had uh, Tom is good Tom people, on. man. He Tom's awesome. He Yeah, he is, man. And a great family man, but he's just awesome. He's great recruiter, uh great trainer. He's got a job and, that lets uh, him just be using infinite flight twenty four seven. It seems like I know what he does for a living. Um yep. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, test time. What don't you do? You not sleep? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Boeing triple seven X says, "Have you ever spotted at DFW?" Uh, no, but I've passed through there a few times. Mark, have you spotted there? Yep. yep. Uh, I've spotted during a layover, and that was it. There you go. Me too. From the window. Uh, Mark, what's your middle name? Uh, it's the name between my first and my last name. There you go, Jason. Uh, what have you have you ever visited visited the cockpit of a seven eighty seven? No. Um, uh, almost every day on infinite flight. Uh, Andrew's question is just a can of worms. And, uh, when will Josh Riley says, when will Josh be taught to land properly? Uh, Riley, listen, Riley, that's not even possible. Uh, if he hasn't learned now, he's not going to learn. Truesies. Yeah. That's all he's the, the questions. only one I know who can screw up an auto land. Yeah. God bless him. Uh, that's it guys. Thank you for submitting all those questions. That was really fun. And, and we'll do that, that one again. Was fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, Mark, anything you want to add before we sign off today? No, man, uh, this was good. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, I'll be going to different air shows and, uh, different events around. So, um, and you got your flight you know, cast business cards to take with you. Yeah. Just the little cards to be able to take there. It actually looked pretty cool to be able to pass those out and, um, you know, just be able to talk to people about flight cast and of course by, uh, infinite flight, just yeah. like I did that, uh, the blue angels air show, man, that turned out pretty good. Very nice. Thanks, yeah. man. No, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. You're so welcome. I know. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed a slightly different flight cast today on the uh, United States Navy's Blue Angels and other shenanigans. Uh, guys, thanks as always for listening. And if you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. For more of the podcast, visit our website and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or YouTube. And we've given you those URLs throughout the entire episode. Flightcast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. You can always use your help to keep the podcast rolling. And a few ways to do that are by clicking the donate button at the bottom of our website or by heading to flightcast.audio slash shop to buy your own flightcast gear. And guys, there is still time before the holidays to grab your new flightcast hoodie, t-shirt, hat, mug, iPhone case, all kinds of stuff. To cover the fine print, flightcast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. With me was Skyhawk Heavy. Thanks for listening and happy landings. Thank you.